5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Pilk, where'd you come up with this? I just uh, Googled songs about the first day of summer. And a song by Tony Carey came up, the first day of summer. Kind of a cop out. <laughs> you could have said, I got some tasted music, but you're too honest. Yeah, I do have that. That's a bad That's why you're the ref, because you're too honest. You're too down the middle. Uh, all right, welcome in, everybody. I like that. It's a nice beginning. We can put, keep that in the rotation. Uh, it's great to have you with us uh, here on this uh, Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. It's the longest day uh, of the year, and boy, howdy has it been. Uh, it's <laughs> it's good to have you along. Uh, we are uh, up and running. There's so much happening. I don't even know uh, where to uh, begin. And uh, usually, as we uh, often do this time of year, a lot of news kind of hits in the afternoon hours. Uh, and... Uh, couple of items that uh, have broken in the world of uh, football they've broken in golf today we're keeping a big eye on the sports gambling uh, legislation uh, and uh, where that is right now in the house judiciary committee now uh, we understand that the sports gambling bills that they were to uh, uh, hear the judiciary committee in the house here in North Carolina were to hear that hearing start was scheduled originally for four, but it was pushed back to 445. So they're just kind of settling in on that. We will keep uh, you updated as we get a few uh, notes passed to us virtually uh, from inside that uh, hearing. Uh, Brian Murphy is a uh, reporter with uh, WREL. He's what they have uh, termed their sports investigative reporter. Not sure what that is, but um, anyway, he is, uh, he's been around a while, has been in the newspaper biz, and then uh, got into uh, kind of digital coverage and writing for WREL. So Murphy's going to be on with us tomorrow, actually, to talk about uh, this. Uh, and uh, there was a bit the other night. Now, this is kind of when it was announced that the House was going to take this up. This is from WREL-TV. This is Brian Murphy. Uh, doing an interview. I think it starts with his answer, and I, I had yesterday because I wanted to get to it, and we did not. Well, wait a minute. I might have it here. Yes. So the committee is hearing two sports gambling bills today, and the bills work in tandem to legalize sports wagering throughout the state online and on mobile device devices. Uh, so this is uh, one of the big things that raises the privilege tax uh, also rage, ra- raises the uh, money to pay to get, uh, you know, entry or to, to try to get a uh, 
a license to the state of North Carolina, it goes from a half million to a million. So, I mean, I think a lot of people that were probably thinking, all right, well, we'll apply for this license and set up a sports book now have been sort of priced out of that potentially. But uh, here is your uh, – this was, again, Brian Murphy on WRAL television uh, a couple of days ago talking about this, Pilk. And uh, I think it was, again, um, just saying that this was going to be heard before the House Judiciary Committee. He discusses that. And then the uh, reporter actually has some really good, to-the-point follow-up questions here. They're not real lengthy follow-up questions. They're right to the point. So that allows Murphy to kind of shine here. So here's the um, here's that exchange from the other day and kind of where we are, which is happening right now. Hit it. Well, lawmakers want to get out of here by the end of June. I don't think it's too late. Uh, when they want to get something done, they can make it happen very quickly. They'll be in committee next next Tuesday. And uh, that leaves about two weeks to get this done. I think they have enough time to get it done. So the new bill would bring in more revenue to North Carolina. Are there any other changes in this one? Yeah, there are some technical changes dealing with tribal gaming, uh, deal- dealing with geofencing, which is how they control uh, that only residents of North Carolina are the ones placing the these bets. Uh, but the big change is the revenue. The tax rate would go from 8% to 14%. Mm. The fees would in sometimes double. In one case, they would go from 100000 to $1 million. So the state would be collecting a lot more revenue uh, if, the, if both bills pass together. Obviously, a lot of people want to know the number one question, when would the betting begin? Yeah, if this can get passed and the governor signs it, uh, the thought is by the fall. Obviously, Mm -hmm. football season is a huge time for gambling. And so uh, not only lawmakers, but operators would like to get up and running before bowl season, before the NFL playoffs. In terms of the public, are you seeing a lot of interest? Uh, When I report about it, I certainly get a lot of feedback on on social media. I think uh, there's been a sense this is in 20 states. Why isn't North Carolina making this move? Hmm. Uh, Next week, I think we'll start to hear some of the arguments for and against in the legislature. All right, Brian Murphy uh, there. Now, this was uh, maybe Thursday or Friday of last week, and uh, that's what he was referencing Tuesday. Now, since uh, he did that interview, what has changed is that uh, the date – where this would become legal in North Carolina has been pushed back to January 1, 2023. What is baffling to me is that you lose the entire football season. And I look, I think it was probably a – it may change now that they've raised the threshold monetarily because only the, the quote-unquote big boys are going to be involved now. Uh, FanDuel – MGM. Who else is there, Pilk? Uh, I don't know. Those are the first two that came to mind. Yeah. Uh, DraftKings has, Draft has Draft their own sports book. Yeah. yeah, DraftKings has got their own sports book. There are others. So they probably are just kind of uh, the proverbial sitting on go, you know, uh, at this moment and just waiting for this to become legalized. So to me, I think that gets it a doable thing. Maybe not at the, you know, for Labor Day, but certainly I think maybe sometime in September, October, but it's going to be January 1st. Now, that does allow for the college postseason somewhat. It does allow for college basketball and March Madness, which would be big uh, around here. It also allows for NFL playoffs of the Super Bowl, uh, but that's kind of where we are. That's one thing I want to ask Brian tomorrow when we uh, have him on the uh, the program uh, to discuss this. But um, the other thing that is uh, just getting passed out of this. And again, they pushed this 
committee hearing back 45 minutes. Uh, apparently, horse racing is allowed in this companion bill. It gets a little murky and gets a little complicated. I mean, it's even kind of hard for me. The bill that it was passed is a bill, Senate Bill 38, which raises fees and taxes proposed in the 688. And 688 was the Senate bill that was passed that, from the Senate standpoint, legalized sports wagering operations. Uh, Senate Bill 38, that's what's allowing basically the, the tax to go from 8% on this to 14%. That's what goes for allowing uh, the that's, – that's the money part of it, essentially. Is it would be the plainest way I could describe it to you. So uh, just seeing a note a little bit ago that horse racing is allowed in the portion – uh, Senate Bill 38, the sports gambling bill that is being considered in the House Judiciary Committee right now. So this is just as of uh, about five minutes ago. Um, so that's a language change in that earlier. But I think there's some te- other technical things, and it is getting kind of bloated down with bureaucracy, and that might be the reason uh, for the delays. They just don't feel like they can turn it around. I don't know. And I, look, I know there's a lot of people out there on both sides of the political aisle who don't believe in this, and that's fine. But, I mean, we need to get with the program in this state. It's happening anyway, and now here's a chance for North Carolina to, to, to reap some of the benefits from that from a tax standpoint and legally. I mean, it's going on, I hate to say it illegally, but it is. And if you want to go to a true sports book uh, within the boundaries of the state, you got to go to the western part of North Carolina. Not everybody does that. It, it actually would you'd be a little be a little easier to drive up to the D.C. area and go to one of those, or, or hell, just drive across the border with your phone, get into Virginia, and place your bet. You could go there and back from Greenville, like drive to Emporia, place your bet to come back and, and be back home on your couch in less time than it would take you to get to, to the, one of the casinos out in the western part of the state that has this. Hey, so oh, I, I wanted sorry. to get with it. What, what, uh, go ahead. What were you going to oh, ask? You were just saying that our state needs to get with it. I was going to say, Patrick, they don't call us the Rip Van Winkle state for nothing. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not a drug guy. Never have been, never will be. And, you know, I, the, the medical marijuana, that's a nudge, nudge, wink, wink, if I've ever heard it. I mean, the... I, it seems like the lawmakers who probably are all closet tokers are probably a little more giddy over that than they are uh, this. But, I mean, this is like a legitimate thing that could actually, you know, do do some good for this. Because I, I just – I think the whole marijuana thing's a slippery slope. But I understand I understand it. I get it. And I, I know you're going to say it's a medical deal. But, I mean, that's – I mean, that, that was – you. You could, Pilk, you could have flown to California, gone and saw a doctor there, loaded up on medical uh, pot, not saying you would, flown back or driven back or whatever. And, I mean, the the, the whole medical premise is really, (laughs) it's pretty loose. At least it has been in other states, and that is what's led to the gateway, if you will, of actually legalizing it recreationally. And, that, and that's next. And, and I, is it going to ruin my life? Hopefully not if, if they do legalize it. But, I mean, Pilk, how many times have you driven home to Charlotte and you're driving and you catch a whiff of somebody on the interstate? 
who's clearly driving and smoking or riding in a car and smoking. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. I mean, it happens all the time. How often are you walking around as a college kid on the grid and you get a whiff of it? I mean, it's. Well, I mean, that's a, a totally different thing, but. If somebody's behind the wheel of a car and doing it, they could kill someone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the same thing as, as being behind the wheel of a car and, you know, having a nice bottle of uh, bourbon. But if I'm placing a bet on Will Zalatoris to finish in the top five of the U.S. Open, it doesn't hurt anybody. It would be the same as texting and driving, I guess. Because <sighs> people are already going to do that, right? Yeah, well, they do it anyway. Uh, it's just the whole thing. Um. This is interesting here. Uh, this is Phil Berger just now. The bill we passed is something Senate bill sponsors are not trying to make changes to. At some point, the clock may run out. So this is a uh, guy, Colin Campbell, who reports on the legislature, I think, for the NNO. Uh, sports betting bill might not have the greatest odds of avoiding a House-Senate stalemate. <sighs> just can't get out of our own way, can we? Politicians, man. <laughs> Just can't get out, but but all the closet tokers in Raleigh will make sure that is passed so they can get their uh <laughs> they could get their uh their smoke card for the uh diabetes of the eyes or something that they uh claim that they have. Nudge nudge wink wink. It's just it it blows my mind. All right, um we got to stay on time. Ron Butler is going to be with us bottom of the hour. Uh, Ron is retiring as the Pitt County Athletic Director. He's a good friend, so we want to talk with him. Uh, a couple of other quick notes uh, just going to break. Uh, Gronk has called it a career again, so uh, Rob Gronkowski is retired. And then Deshaun Watson has settled with 20 out of the 24 women who have accused him of uh, hijinks, if you will. Uh, so that is also uh, going on today. The number of that as far as the dollar amount has not been disclosed in any of the reporting that i've seen uh we'll talk a little bit about the uh the golf situation and then there's quite a competition going on out in omaha beyond the uh, the college world series and then charles barkley what can't he do uh, we'll try to squeeze that in next before we get to uh ron butler here on the patrick johnson show articles and what's going on in the pirate nation i thought that's what facebook updates were for like and comment on 94.3 the game's facebook page right now more of the patrick johnson show is coming up on 94.3 the game and 94.3 the game.com qc kinetics patient robert patterson a veteran and business owner struggled at work and in the gym with chronic agonizing shoulder pain those injuries just continue to nag and if you don't treat them they just get worse and i just kind of abused my body for a long time and it finally had said enough is enough. That's okay because QC Kinetics tells your pain, hey, enough is enough. Their regenerative treatments bring you relief by helping restore and repair damaged tissue with no drugs, no downtime, and best of all, no surgery. I was able to exceed the goals that I had previously attained in the gym. It was absolutely worth its weight in gold so I could continue to live life without limitation. Ready to get lasting relief from your joint pain? Call QC Kinetics to learn more about how natural biologic treatments can get you lasting results call now it's a free consultation 252-765-PAIN that's 252-765-7246 QC Kinetics 252-765-PAIN 
Are you ready for a new career? An amazing company chose Greenville to be the home of their nationwide contact center. Victra is the largest independent retailer for one of the nation's largest cellular providers, and Victra's Greenville contact center is growing rapidly. Victra is now hiring multiple positions for consumer sales, business-to-business sales, retail store support, customer care, and operations support. Benefits include incredible commission potential, paid face-to-face training, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, a 50% discount on your wireless bill, access to wages prior to payday, and 401k matching. Victor is now hiring both full and part-time positions, and top performers earn $25 to $28 an hour. All of their sales and service opportunities are inbound only. No outbound cold calls, no telemarketing. You will earn top dollar for every sale you make while working in a fun environment with a team of motivated professionals visit pit-jobs.com to apply now are you paying too much for term life insurance there's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years for example a man age 45 non-tobacco user one million dollars of coverage is only 75 dollars per month level for the next 10 years or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only 110 dollars guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years that's right level rates for 20 years and if if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-807-1981 800-807-1981 That's 800-807-1981. Pirate football lives on game days right here. Here we go. On the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94-3, the game. All right. uh, Charles Barkley continues to be a national treasure. And not so much because he... Spoke a little bit of, actually, a lot of truth on Kevin Durant, if we're being honest. Uh, but because Chuck just is great wherever he goes. This is uh, Charles Barkley. Was this on the Canadian coverage last night of the uh, NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs? No, the guy the was holding an SN, which I think is uh, like the the sports network that's down there. It's like the Comcast Sports Channel, so I believe that's just Tampa's local. You know, oh, is that right? I believe the same thing like the Rays and stuff play on. Oh, okay. See, I thought this was on television in Canada. I think it is. In, it was in Canada, though. They have a sports net up there. They may, you know, it's yeah, TSN. TSN, and, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh, anyway, I think this was, you know, Chuckster at the game last night in Tampa where my bolts, by the way, Philip, hammered your abs. Your bolts, okay. There you right. go. Right, my bolts, my bolts. Um. Anyway, uh, this is Charles Barkley during the uh, intermission. This is pretty good. For Sir Charles Barkley. So, Charles, great to speak with you. What do you think of uh, Cooper and company through two periods here so far? Well, they're playing fantastic. I got to say a couple things. Number one, your hair is freaking awesome. Your hair is awesome. Hey, you're you're a good-looking man, too. You like the Canadian uh, Tom Brady to me. Gosh. Well, that's maybe the biggest compliment I've ever received from a big man. So, Charles, thank you again. No, thank you for having me. (laughs) 
Uh, I love Chuck. I love Chuck. All right, we gotta we gotta blaze through some of this. Um, big news this morning was that uh, Brooks Kepka has gone to the uh, Live Tour, and uh, Abraham Answer also went. So you got two of the top 20, 19 and twenty in the world, going to the Live Tour, and then out of the blue today. Uh, although they claim it was being it was in the works for months months look what the or years actually look what the PGA Tour has done they've decided that they will hold in the fall not this fall but next fall so over a year away events that will uh have one less round guaranteed money no cuts smaller field essentially what the live tour is and i don't think they're going to have the shotgun snar- uh, start it's not going to be a slap and giggle on that level, but I mean, I, I it's going to be basically what the live tour is. And I guess my question is, if this is the direction that they wanted to go and they claim they were planning this for years, how did guys like Kepka and DJ and even Mickelson not know this? Wouldn't you have told them if this was truly in the works? This, this seems a little, doesn't seem like to me something that was in the works. Now, I know for years in the works was trying to figure out a way to make the, the, the season in September, October, and to a degree November relevant. It's it's totally not now. That fall season is not. Uh, but now a chance for these guys to earn some big money. And then if you're not in the top 50 in the world, your opportunity to you know win more money and even more points apparently is going to be on the line in, in companion events going on. Uh, Pilk, you're a golf guy. Any reaction to this? Well, I'm going to agree with you. There's, yeah, nobody cares about it after the FedEx Cup playoffs, mostly because NFL's on, and they have been trying to make it more relevant. But yeah, this is the biggest lie ever. There's no way that this whole every player's getting paid twenty million dollar plus purses. This has been in the works for years. Yeah, no, that's a big bunch of bull. So they're going to play eight events with twenty million dollar purses. So that's uh, Pilk. What is that? One hundred sixty million. Yeah. Okay. They're giving away forty or fifty million for this PIP thing on social media. Ten million if you're in the top ten. I mean, that, in other words, you're closing in on a quarter of a, a billion dollars. Why not come up with something that you know maybe gives everybody some kind of an appearance fee? And I understand that's not what the PGA Tour has done for years, but the rules of the game are a changing. And Greg Norman's spearheading this, and you can question Greg Norman's motives for all of this, and legitimately, you certainly can. Uh, You can have your gripes about who's backing at the Saudis, and that's fine, but it's not as cut and dry as that. Uh, Last thing here before we go to Pilk here, and again, we're going to get to Ron Butler, and we want to allow plenty of time for that at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Pilk, uh, what's going on out in Omaha other than Texas got bumped and they fired their pitching coach and then uh, Notre Dame's on the cusp of getting eliminated if they haven't been already? What's going on out there amongst the fans in Omaha? So it looks like there's a bar or something there that keeps tallies to who has ordered the most jello shots. Ole Miss had a solid lead in this competition until yesterday a brand called uh, Banded Hunting Gear. They're based out of Arkansas. Bought Arkansas fans 
500 jello shots. And then two hours later, this is now about an hour, two hours before their first pitch last night against Old Miss, bought a thousand more jello shots for the Arkansas fans. So they consumed 1,500 jello shots in about four or five hours. Well, they were bought. We don't know if they were consumed. That's right? true. Yeah, but they now are in the lead with um, where is the number? I believe it was like sixty. Oh, oh sorry, sixty-five twenty-six is now the numbers. How many Arkansas has consumed? Old Miss is in second at fifty-four twenty-eight, and no one else has even come near a thousand. It means more. It just means more, you know, in the SEC. Yeah. Hey, man, the Pirate fans would already be at like 10,000. Let's, let's not lie. <laughs> Nobody can outdrink the Pirates, baby. Uh, a note from uh, this uh, hearing on uh, sports gambling. Amendment on sports gambling bill would remove amateur sports from NC's sports gambling bill, meaning no gambling on Olympics, basically, and it passes. Huh. Wait, the Olympics, the Olympics are am- amateur sports? Well... I mean, the dream team, do we need to say yeah. any more? seems like to me you could gamble on the Olympics. Uh, question about Constitution. Okay, this is this is just some inside stuff here that there's questions about tax rates being capped at a certain percentage. All right, um, we'll follow this. We'll get Ron Butler on. Uh, and uh, right now, Philip the Ref Pilkington with everything you need to know going on uh, in the world of sports and around Pirate Nation with an update. Phil. Thanks, Patrick. We will start with a little college baseball. Currently, Texas A&M leads Notre Dame in an elimination game 5-1. to one. That game is in the top of the ninth. The winner will move on to play Oklahoma and would have to beat the Sooners twice to advance to the College World Series final. Same exact scenario going on tonight with Arkansas and Auburn. The winner of that would get Old Miss. Moving over to Pirate Baseball now. East Carolina sophomore Zach Agnos has been selected as a 2022 Colle- Collegiate National Team. The team roster invitee... Uh, uh, Sorry, the team roster invitee, according to the announcement by USA Baseball and Pirate head coach Cliff Godwin, will be an assistant on the team, and he says that Agnos would see a lot of action on the mound. He's going in as a relief pitcher, and they're going to let him take DT and take ground balls, but they like him on the mound. Meanwhile, Coach Godwin on Monday's edition of the Patrick Johnson Show tells us that the program's greatest need is facilities. He says that nearly half the money has been raised for the needed locker room and expansion to other additions raised. Coach Godwin says that he will make a contribution to the effort. It ain't going to be a million-dollar donation, but it's not going to be a $20,000 donation either. So place has been good to me. I'm going to help out. I'm a guy that doesn't just talk about it. I want to give back. To the NFL, Tony Busby, the attorney for Deshaun Watson, said today that 20 of the 24 lawsuits have been settled, and it was also announced today that Gronk will retire. He spent the last two seasons in Tampa after taking a year off due to his first retirement following the 2018 season. Major League Baseball, bad news for the already banged-up Tampa Bay Rays. Manuel Margot and Kevin Kiermeyer both went on the 10-day IL today. Kiermeyer left last night's game against the Yankees with hip inflammation, and Margot was carted off the field in the ninth inning after colliding with the wall. The Rays have dropped eight of their last 10, and 21 of their next 32 are against AL East opponents. To golf, it was announced today that Brooks Kepka is the latest PGA star to join Live Golf, and starting next year, the PGA Tour will schedule will include eight limited field events with no cuts, where the purses will be at least $20 million. They will be for the top 50 finishers in the prior season's FedEx Cup stand. 
standings. And House Judiciary Judiciary One Committee heard two sports gambling bills today. The bills work in tandem to legalize sports wagering throughout the state online and on mobile devices. If the bill passes, there will be and is signed into law. Online sports gambling will begin no earlier than January 1st, 2023. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. More with P-Man after this timeout. Miss a moment. Remember, there will be a test. You can log on to the brand new 943thegame.com for the podcast of the PJ Show. Plus, what's going on with sports in Pitt County and around the globe. And the latest on the ECU Pirates. Log on today. The brand new 943thegame.com. You are dismissed. Your vehicle packs a load of safety features to protect you in an accident. At North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, it's our job to protect you just as well after an accident. With fast claim service from local agents, our auto coverage is a lot like an airbag. We hope you never need to use it, but we're right there and ready just in case you do. North Carolina Farm Bureau Insurance, helping you is what we do best. North Carolina Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Insurance of North Carolina, and Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. In Greenville, contact your local Farm Bureau agent for a quote for your car, home, life, or your health. You'll be working with neighbors you can trust. People like Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz. These agents are dedicated to protecting your family and your dreams. These Farm Bureau agents are knowledgeable in a wide range of insurance products, but they are also tuned in to the Greenville community. Again, contact Bill King, Jake Allen, or Jack Metz today at Farm Bureau Insurance in Greenville. 252-756-3165. That's 252-756-3165. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a living. You're out and about making it happen. And sometimes you get a little bit behind on your paperwork. You know, like bookkeeping and paying your taxes. It's easy to get behind on paying your taxes. It happens to the best of us. And you know what happens next. The big bad IRS comes knocking on your door. And when that happens, you need to call the good old boys at the tax doctor. Let them do what they do best. Deal and negotiate with the IRS so you pay the lowest you can in back taxes that the law allows. We are a 100% U.S.-based company, and we've saved our clients millions over the years in back taxes. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, call my friends right now at the tax doctor and learn more. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. If you live in eastern North Carolina, then you know it's the best boating in the world right here. Why not have the exact boat you want? Now you can customize and design your own boat with Pair Customs in Washington. Pair Customs builds Pair Custom boats. You can customize your boat with no more and no less of what you want and how you want it built. Pair Customs builds six different models from 21 to 27 feet. Brian Pair and his team will build your boat the exact way you want it with superb craftsmanship. T-tops, towers, no tops, front seats, back seats, no seats, no problem. Want a specialized top for cobia fishing or sight casting? No problem. Your family will love your new Pair Custom boat made by Pair Customs in Washington. Check out PairMarine.com or come see them at 106 Tar Heel Drive in Washington. Pair Customs, dedicated to building a superior product at an affordable price. 
Happy hours are always a swashbuckling good time with the P-Man. Happy hour for me never starts till after five. Me either. This is only number three. Let's get back to the Patrick Johnson Show here on 94.3 The Game, the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Summer, summer, summertime. He's a short-timer, Ron Butler, the retiring, or soon-to-be-retiring, Director of Athletics uh, for uh, Pitt County Schools. A friend of this program, good friend personally. Ron, congratulations on uh, your upcoming retirement. Patrick, thank you. I'm I'm very excited about it. Uh, Very excited uh, with a a one-year-old grandson. Uh, He gives me a lot of goals to look forward to. You uh, are wrapping things up at the kind of end of the month, more or less, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. What What are the big ticket items between now and then, or is that for is that going to be for Rob Maloney to worry about? <laughs> well, you know, I'm picking on Rob, and you know, I've I've been working with Rob started started last week, and you know, every time we look at certain things, and, you know, I look at him, I just say, "Man, good luck." <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but uh, you know, and there'll always be those things coming up, and you know, but now this is normally the, a quiet time, and we've we've had a good opportunity to work together and look at situations and um, give, give him my thoughts, but you know, but I've told him, I said, "You're in charge now. This is yours." And uh, I'll be willing to share my thoughts and my ideas, but you have to own it. And, uh, you know, the decisions you make now are all about next year. And, uh, and, and any decisions that are made, he has to own. So um, I want him to, to be part of it and, and, and most likely make the decision. So, but it's going well. If you had to, and I'm sure you have with, with Rob Maloney, um, who's leaving Conley and taking over as uh, the head guy for athletics in Pitt County schools overall, as, as you, I guess if you have to tell somebody or tell Rob something that you didn't know coming into the job, what is it? Great question. Um, I, I think the one thing that I did not know is how quickly certain situations be, people try to make so personal, you know, that, that you know, when, when it has nothing to do with that, when you're trying to follow rules and guidelines and policies, how quickly uh, people will make things personal and, you know, I'm not complaining about the pay, but somebody asked me, if you had to do it again, would you take this job? And I said, no, I wouldn't. And they asked, said, why? And I said, well, I didn't know when I decided to take this position that it would affect my personal life. So there's there's doctors, there's dentists, there's oral surgeons, there's restaurants, there's places I don't go because I've had to deal uh, with, with people that owned them or worked there. And, um, you know, no, no one likes no one likes to be punished. And I get that. But, you know, when somebody's trying to do their job and, and, and do it uh, on a level uh, playing field. Um, so, I mean, that, that, I didn't anticipate that. You know, I didn't anticipate that how quickly some people make things so personal. Ron Butler is uh, the outgoing uh, AD for um, Pitt County Schools. When you – and, I mean, I, I don't think it's fair to say, you know, let's signal in on a couple of those individual things, but – when you say that it's drastically kind of changed, that that's really uh, fascinating and kind of horrifying to hear all at, at the same time. I mean, there's places you you opt not to go to, to to be public, yet this is a very public job in a lot of ways, and yes. and you have been, I think, pretty visible in and around school related sports activities, and that's something that I know you've taken a lot of pride in. Oh, absolutely, and I think if you're not visible, if you're not out there, I mean, you know. 
COVID, if nothing else, it made me appreciate just being able to sit in the stands and watch athletes compete. And, uh, and look, the kids are still great, and it's awesome to watch them compete. Um, you know, the things that's changing are, are the way the parents act. It's, it's, not, it's not the kids. You know, it's, it's you're dealing with the adults or the, the people that are so old enough to be adults. And right. uh, well, even, though you, even though somebody's 40, it doesn't mean you're dealing with someone that has maturity. So um, when there's – yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, but over, overall, it's mostly positive. Uh, you know, a lot of great things. Um, you know, the athletic training program, we're very fortunate with the help of uh, Dr. Sharon Moore. We've got an athletic training program in our schools that's second to none. Uh, and not not in just this, the East or the state, but in the country. And so very, very pleased with that. Oh, I was going to ask you, uh, that's uh, – we talked when all this was announced a while back. Uh, off air, you, you said that's kind of a big challenge, you think, is – keeping that situation where you have athletic trainers staffed appropriately for all the schools. It is. And I, you know, I shared it in the student health advisory committee. Um, you know, my concern is, and I, I love what we have now, but you know, the, the, the state pay of a, of a school employee doesn't keep up with the rapid increase of what they pay in the medical field. So I think right now our athletic trainers are, are, are paid. Okay. Not, not paid. They're not paid. Great. Oh, but they are paid okay, but I just it's going to be difficult to keep up and pay them to what to the salaries and and the income and the benefits they can get other places. And um, there's a there's a shortage of athletic trainers. You know they're not being produced. Some of the programs, some of the colleges have kind of scaled back or dropped their programs. So at a time when we're going to need them more and more, uh, the supply is going down, and that's also going to drive up their value, which will make it harder to keep them employed. You were a head coach and an AD at a school. Rob Maloney uh, was is a head or was a head coach and, and an AD at, at Conley. Do you think that helps having coached? I mean, and it being an active coach. If I'm not mistaken, you either if if you weren't an active coach, quote unquote, you were not far removed from being one. And Coach Maloney has been an active coach up until this past season. Does that provide a little bit of um, perspective? You think that's needed for something like this? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because in, until you've done that, you don't understand. And the good thing is Rob's coming from being a, a high school AD. So he knows when he talks to these guys, he knows exactly what they're dealing with. You know, he dealt with those situations two weeks ago. And um, so, yes, I, th- I think it does help a great deal to understand the pressures that each coach is under, their time constraints, the time that they, they uh, sacrifice with their families to do what they do. Um, so yes, I, I think, I think it's vital important that somebody is coming from a coaching athletic director background. So and anybody that's done that, they've dealt with, with the parents, with, with the upset fans. So they, they know what that's going to be like. They just don't know uh, on the same scale. Cause you know, the one thing is a County AD, you don't get the easy ones. Cause you know, normally if they go to the coach, <laughs> right. they go to their AD and their principal. And if that's, the easy ones are settled there. So when they when it gets up to you, um, uh, the the easy ones have been weeded out. Ron Butler is the outgoing uh, AD for Pitt County Schools. Still a few more days on the job. He'll uh, be retiring. Have you figured out what you're going to do in retirement? I mean, are you a hobbies guy? Or I know there's a grandkid involved, as you said, but I mean, you, you don't you don't want to be babysitting twenty four seven. Oh no, no. But um, I am a ho- I do have a lot of hobbies. Um, you know, I, I do like to, to play on the water, to boat, to fish, and, and do all that. I, I 
I go to the golf course and swing clubs. I don't know if you, if you call what I do playing <laughs> golf, but I do like to go out there and swing at it. And, um, you know, but I, you know, my, my two children, uh, and their spouses live near, uh, grandsons, you know, 30 minutes away. So, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to, you know, Bill Frazier, who retired from Pitt County schools a few years ago, mm-hmm. told us to Preston Bowers, I'm trying to follow is that not, not to commit to anything for a couple months. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunities out there and I've had a lot of people uh, have offered me some really nice jobs. The problem is they're real jobs. <laughs> you know? uh, Are you look, look, if you're looking for kind of a pretend job, uh, well, talk to the Hintons. They might be able to hook. No, I'm okay, kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, want, I want something like you that I get an income that I don't have to work. That's what I want. Yeah. I want an income yeah. where I don't have to work. Well, let, let me stay out of the radio business because the income part of it would be the, uh, the questionable part. Um, well, let, let me ask you a little bit about, uh, I know we've talked about, you showed Patrick Ewing around campus. I was doing a little reading, uh, in advance of talking to you here. And I didn't realize that your first on-the-field action for UCLA, for those that don't know, Ron is not uh, just a bad guy, as uh, some will make him out to be when it comes to these athletic decisions in Pitt County Schools. He's actually a great guy, and I say that in total jest. But he was a tremendous three-sport athlete, probably one of the best, if not the best, to come out of Rose, and then played football in, in, in Los Angeles for UCLA at a time where they were, they were rolling. And your first game in a Bruin uniform happened when and where? Like your first game action. My first game action was we played Colorado uh, the very first game, and I was a, a backup, and my job was the starter who was a senior went three series, and I'd come in the fourth. And uh, we happened to be winning 56 nothing at halftime. So after I got like two or three series in the first half, then I played the entire second half. Um, so my first game ever – uh, as a as a true freshman at UCLA, I played fifty six plays. So, you had uh, an instance though where UCLA was at Ohio State. Correct. That was about three or four weeks later, and that became you you, I guess, the first real pressure situation to come into. Yeah, absolutely. You know that that game, the, the linebacker coach coach came to us because we always, you know, I came in every four series. And at that game, it was right right as we're on the field, ready for kickoff. And uh, I was actually on kickoff return, but before I went out there, he said, now, look, we're, you don't go in until I tell you to go in. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you don't just automatically go in there on that four series. And then uh, in the half, and we've got a, a small lead, and Ohio State's drive, and they got Art Schleister at quarterback. And, you know, we're, this is we're under the big house, my first game ever under the blimp. And suddenly I look out there, and the guy back up, Avon Riley, uh, he's down on his knees. And this game's a crusher. I mean, they are killing it. And I'm watching him, and he's still on his knees. And I'm thinking, get up, get up. You know? <laughs> and uh, finally they say, Butler, and I go flying in there, and they – you know, I was so nervous. I lined up a gap off, and you know, I was I ran forward and uh, made a tackle for a loss the first play. And uh, I told that story a few years ago. And my brother said that wasn't a blitz. <laughs> I was so nervous. I just ran forward and did that. So, so yeah, that was so that was the first pressure situation that I had to go in when I don't think they they really wanted to put me in at that point. I didn't realize that it came down to UCLA and Duke. Well, it did. Um, you know, I looked hard at Clemson for a long time, and I did look at, you know, Carolina State, Maryland, places like that. Obviously, East Carolina, my brother was on the team. 
you know, I knew the entire team at East Carolina at the time. Um, but, you know, one thing that was, was really going on then is, you know, I didn't want a place that had um, an athletic dorm. And Duke and UCLA, neither one uh, had athletic dorms. You lived with the general population of the students. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that was something I favored because when I was in high school and my, my brother was playing for Pat Dye at the time, I'd have to go home because they had lights out. And, I, you know, I just – I didn't want that. You know, um, so that's that's one of the main things other than both quality schools. Um, but that was one of the main things that kind of narrowed it down is looking at, at the living situation that the athletes and having a brother who was a college football player. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew I knew what to expect. I, you know, I, I knew the difference in talking to a prospect and, and someone who's now part of the program. Was it difficult to tell your family you were going to go to college in Los Angeles? Um, especially my mom and when they asked me to take a trip out there, I told them, I said, I'd love to see California, but I really don't have any desire to go that far away from home. And, you know, their line was, look, we understand. We just like you to see what we have to offer. Now, also, what people don't understand now, but anybody above 50 is, you know, that's when UCLA had won the, I don't know, 10 out of 13 national championships in basketball. So UCLA had probably the biggest name in college athletics. Yeah. And um, so the chance to go there and look around and, you know, Terry Donahue, my uh, my coach who, who died a year ago, um, you know, I had a, a meal with him and just uh, I loved everything about the place. I loved the atmosphere. I loved the players. And um, as I was talking to him and I remember thinking, how am I going to tell my mama? <laughs> I really wasn't considering it until yeah. I took the trip. I mean, it really is like, hey, this is a vacation. It picked me up at LAX and. I go wear my corduroy pants and in, in the heat and go step in the Pacific because I think I'll never see it again. And um, straight to a UCLA Notre Dame basketball game back when you only had three channels. And, you know, so um, and, and never had never had any regrets other than the time away from family. Yeah. Um, ne- never regretted it one bit. Well, how did they hear about you? Because this this isn't modern times by any stretch. No offense. But I mean, you know, now there are combines and there's camps and there's the internet and there's video and there's huddle. I mean, how, how did they learn about you? You know, I'm really not sure. I'm sure there was recruiting services and people that, um, you know, keep up and document things. But, you know, the one thing that I tell parents all the time, because I hear a lot of, well, that coach isn't doing enough to help my son. And I go, do you know, these colleges are paid better when they win. They want to win. Right. They're going to find the athletes, you know? Uh, So that, you know, how that happened, I have no idea. Of course, you know, the problem is at the time, you don't, I look back and, you know, we didn't have, you know, phones were connected to walls even then. Um, you know, I called my parents. We talked once a week because that's because it was expensive. Um, you know, so that was, that was the contact. So, um, but you don't know. I mean, you think, we think we're in a real, really modern, advanced uh, time at that point. But, uh, uh, but, you know, just, uh, just took just went out there to, to take a trip. Uh, we were allowed six trips back then. My brother's the one that told me, "Hey, save a couple just to just just to visit." And um, mm-hmm. he said, "Like if UCLA called you," and I'm like, "UCLA's not going to call me." So when they called, I went there and I went to Iowa State to see a Iowa State Iowa wrestling match. Did you get recruited in wrestling? I did some, but um, you know, I was probably a small. Heavyweight at the time in high school, I, I was 225, 230, mm-hmm. which is, you know, nice size heavyweight in high school, but not, not really in college. But, um, 
you know, I think uh, being a, a football recruit kind of limited the amount. And they, they didn't just they didn't have the scholarships in wrestling uh, that they do now or, you know, um, certainly not like like football. We're talking to Pitt County uh, Schools retiring athletic director, Ron Butler. Uh, we are uh, dealing with technology to do this interview, and that's really cool. But I, I have to imagine technology has made education as a whole in some ways a lot easier, but in some ways a lot more challenging. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and with so many ways to communicate, sometimes it seems like it's harder to communicate than we ever did. I, I don't know what we did. How do we let parents know when a game got canceled or, you know, uh, when they changed practice? Somehow we all figured it out. I look back and think, how did I pick up? I picked up probably 50 people from Los Angeles International Airport. <laughs> and, and, you know, I went to get gas a couple of weeks ago and I got halfway there and realized I didn't have my phone on me. I was like panicked. Yeah. And what, what happens if I'm like, I'm, I'm going two miles to a gas station. Yeah. You know, I've, I've driven up and down this coast and halfway across the, the country from both sides without a, without a cell phone. But now we were just so dependent on it. And I don't know how we met up and made plans and, but we did it and had a great time. It's interesting too. Uh, this is something else you and I talked about it. And I know Conley, has done this a lot, but now you can get into games by buying tickets on your phone. Yes. Uh, that's a big positive, I guess, as far as the ticketing for athletics go. Well, and yeah, so that's, that's, I think everybody's going to have to move to that, what that shortly, um, you know, we still mostly in, in concession stands are taking cash. That's probably, that's going to be changing at some point. At some point, I mean, you do pay a fee, but, you know, I, I go to games uh, quite often and I get stuck and, you know, I got a few quarters and a couple dollar bills and I'm like, let me ration what I'm going to get here at the concession stand. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, you know, I, I've been known to hit up the ADs for a $5 loan at a game. So, man, you got $5 on you, I'll pay you back. But um, so at some point, uh, yes, it, 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 it's time to move on. Um, you know, how we pay officials and, and uh, you know, there's – there's changes going on with the High School Athletic Association going from using Arbiter to Dragonfly. And, you know, the High School Athletic Association was using home campus. They're going to Dragonfly. So, um, and, you know, when you deal with coaches, the one thing that everybody knows is they certainly don't like change. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you're forced to. And ho hopefully these, these will be good moves and better moves. You brought up the High School Athletic Association. They've been in the headlines a lot in the last year or so uh, for various reasons. What do you see the future of that? organization being well there's always going to be a need for unbiased governance in athletics and um you know somebody's got to be able to make a decision you know you might not you know if you go to a baseball game you might not be happy with that umpire but you've got to have one person that calls a ball or a strike and their decision stands and anytime you do that as the high school athletic association when they make decisions, whether it's on the, a conference uh, uh, alignment, whether it's on a punishment. Um, you know, you, some people are going to be upset, and but sometimes you, you have to, and you have to be able to, you have to be able to levy punishment to deter behavior. You know, the one of the things with this new um, memorandum of understanding that they've, they've signed is, you know, they can't find the schools but they can, you know, uh, make them ineligible or make them, you know, forfeit or championships and stuff like that. Well, if you keep somebody out of a playoffs or a championship, 
that's that 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 becomes a serious fine because that's a lot of money that that you're taking away. But and I, and I get some of that. You know, it's hard for somebody that's not necessarily you know part of the state government who is taking money from them. But you know, as long as all the money is above board and um, you know no, no fraud, nothing like that. You know, um, and the money gets shared back to the schools. I mean, the last the last handful of years, our schools in Pitt County receive a lot more from them than they pay to them. So uh, maybe with the exception of Farville with their, with their basketball runs and all that income off that. But um, so um, I, I see them having, I see them having a picture. I mean, a, a big place in, in this, in this, you know, this world of athletics, I, I think you're going to have to have somebody as a final authority uh, that, that can really look for, for compliance. If you had to give that association, whoever's governing it or making the decisions or calling the balls and strikes at the state level, just some perspective or information from from your level, and I'm sure you have, but what is your big piece of advice to them moving forward? Um, at least listen. Um, you know, when people have complaints, I think so, the, the one thing um, that people – really get upset if they don't feel like somebody will at least listen to them. You know, I, I take a lot of phone calls and some people nearby in the office, you know, they, they may hear me say eight words and, um, and quite often people just want to talk and, and vent and get it off of themselves. So I think if, uh, if they would listen and not cut off everybody, cause it gets frustrating because everybody wants to tell you what you did wrong or what you should have done. And, you know, no two, no two situations are ever the same, but everybody always wants to compare. Well, you let Patrick do that. You know, why aren't you going to let Ron? Well, there's no way our situations are the same. And, um, so I, I would give them the advice to, uh, at least listen, um, to their concerns and, and, and have open dialogue and share. You know, I've always, as athletic directors, when when we're when I've tried to handle a situation, I don't want to know who they're talking about. I don't I don't care to know anything. I don't need know I don't need to know gender. Just tell me the situation and what we're dealing with it, and let's look at it on policy. Because I don't care who mom and dad is. You know, it shouldn't it should not matter. Um, but you know, quite often they want to say, well, you know, dad's a big donor. You know that that doesn't matter. You know, yeah. let's look at the situation, and that's. Let, let's apply the rule because I am a big believer. Uh, one thing I love about athletics is a level playing field. And it's one of the few things in life that's left that we try very hard to have a level playing field. Now, are they perfectly level? Absolutely not. That's why we change ends every quarter or half or whatever, because you make people go different directions. But, um, you know, we all have enough advantages or disadvantages um, without having a tilted field. So as much as we can have a level playing field and that the rules are applied uh, accurately and evenly to everyone, then, you know, that's all we can ask for. Hey, Ron, thank you for the time and thank you for uh, the friendship uh, over the years. And uh, you've always been great in this position to answer my questions. And I know questions that uh, others with our station have had. So we really appreciate it and uh, wish you the best in retirement. Hope to see you around. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, keep robbing your prayers. <laughs> we we will do that, and uh, we'll talk to Rob Maloney next week, but great to have Ron Butler, Pitt County Director of Athletics, with us. Uh, thanks a lot, Ron. Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate all you do. Everyone, a little breaking news for you. Ah, yes. Thanks to Ron Butler. We have a little breaking news uh, for you here uh, as far as this uh, goes with the happenings 
of the House Judiciary Committee and their hearing on legalizing sports gambling. Uh, Senate Bill 38 passes the House Judiciary Committee by a vote of 6-3 to 1. There are some amendments. So now Senate Bill 688 is being discussed. Uh, so this is a, a step for it to, to go to the uh, full House uh, for a vote. Contentious at times from what I understand as well. So that is, uh, that is what's happening there. Uh, interesting, uh, interesting little, uh, interview there with Ron Butler. I should say little interview, but, uh, Ron's a good man and Ron's had to really, uh, take some slings and arrows unfairly, I think at times. And, uh, he's been excellent in that position. Rob Maloney, I think will be good, but, uh, Ron, uh, Ron Butler was fair and tough when he had to be fair and tough, but he was always understanding is, is my feeling, uh, of how he handled the job. All right, we'll uh, continue to tweet and post on Facebook uh, the uh, happenings from this uh, special judiciary hearing, uh, House Judiciary Committee hearing on uh, legalizing sports gambling, so check our social media there. And we'll be back tomorrow. Brian Murphy will be on to talk about it. He's covering the uh, hearings for WREL Sports. So we'll talk to you tomorrow. Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save